Turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 27. We begin with verse 11 tonight. Matthew 27, verse 11. And Jesus stood before the governor. And the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast of the governor, he was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. They had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you? Barabbas, or Jesus, which is called the Christ. He knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude and they that, that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said, Whither of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. I think tonight of the defendant, Jesus. This is the one of whom the prophets had written, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. From Genesis to Malachi, there had been the promise of the coming of the just one, the holy one, the anointed one, the Christos, the Messiah. And now he is here. He came into his own, and his own received him not. This was Jesus who went about doing good. He healed the blind, cleansed the leper, restored the insane, caused the lame to walk, restored peace of mind, challenged men's very best, promised a spiritual kingdom. This is Jesus who is the best friend a man could ever have. I think of Matthew who wrote this gospel. Matthew was a tax collector. He was like the IRS today, only worse. The tax collectors were permitted to raise whatever they wanted to as tax money and then turn what was required into the Roman government. 
If the Roman government required $500, the tax collector could collect $2,000 and pocket $1,500 of it. The people hated them. They were extortioners. They were cruel. They had the Roman government behind them. They could put them in prison. That was the kind of man Matthew was. He stood at the seat of custom in Capernaum, and Jesus passed by. We've never seen Jesus in the flesh. We read about him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We read about him from the apostle Paul who heard his voice from heaven. We read about him in the Old Testament. But this Jesus had a personality that attracted people to himself. He was the very God of gods. And when he passed by Matthew, he simply looked at him and he said, follow me. And Matthew left his tax office and began to follow Jesus. And Matthew began to have friends like he had never had before. Everybody hated him before. And now Matthew has the fellowship of Christians, the disciples. You and I have the same thing. We live in a world that has fair day friends. You got money, they're your friend. If you please them, they're your friend. If you cross them, they're your enemy. They stab you in the back. This is a day of no loyalty to anybody. And so, the world doesn't really understand what a friend is. But Jesus is. friend you and I could ever have. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Jesus was the friend to Matthew and to the woman taken in adultery. Now just whether we like to admit it or not, most of us in this room would have a hard time being a close friend to a prostitute. If a prostitute would come into our building, some of our ladies would talk about it. So would our men. This woman was a prostitute. They dragged her to Jesus and threw her down and said, Moses in the law says she ought to be stoned. We call her in the very act of adultery. What do you say? And Jesus stooped down and wrote. I don't know what he wrote. He may have written what was in the hearts of those wicked men. He may have written the Ten Commandments. After a while he got up and he said, Let him that is without sin cast the first stone. He stooped down and wrote again. And when he stood up again, they were all gone. And he said to the woman, where are your accusers? She said, no man, Lord. You know what the Lord said? I'm going to send you to prison because of how wicked you've been. I'm going to announce to the whole world what a wicked woman you are. No, 
Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. He did not condone her sin, but he didn't condemn her. He lifted the burden. She received forgiveness from the Savior. That woman had never had a friend like Jesus. And I want to tell you, no one in this room has ever had a friend like Jesus. Jesus, what a friend. What a friend of sinners. Jesus. Well, the Lord went across the Sea of Galilee. He came to an area where there was an insane man. I guess he was insane. He was filled with the devil, filled with demons. And the man was so mean. He had cut himself. He ran around naked. His family had deserted him, left him in the tombs to just wander around like a wild man. And I'm sure the disciples were a little bit afraid when they came to shore and found him there. And Jesus looked at him. He said, what's your name? <laughs> the demons are afraid of the name of Jesus. They said, our name is many. Our name is Legion. We're many. And those demons said, if you're going to cast us out, he knew what the Lord would do. They knew what the Lord would do. They said, if you're going to cast us out, please don't just cast us out, but put us in those hogs over there. <laughs> and Jesus cast the demons out and put them in the hogs. And the hogs ran down the hill and drowned in the Sea of Galilee. Now you would think that the friends and family and folks of that neighborhood would be thrilled they found somebody who could tame that wild man. You know what they did? They came out and persuaded Jesus to leave. They'd rather have the hogs than to have a healed man. Jesus was the best friend that man ever had. This is the one the rabble of Jerusalem was crying out, crucify him, crucify him, release Barabbas. That's the defendant. That's Jesus. There's a song, one sat alone beside the highway begging. His eyes were blind, the light he could not see. He clutched his rags and shivered in the darkness. Then Jesus came and bade his darkness flee. When Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, the tears are wiped away. When Jesus comes, he takes the gloom and fills the life with glory. All is changed when Jesus comes to stay. This is the Jesus of whom Isaiah wrote, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. I'm sure everyone that's a believer here tonight has realized that the cup Jesus asked God to remove, if possible, in Gethsemane, that cup <clears throat> was not the cup of his dying on a cross. It was a cup filled with our sins. Every evil, wicked thing that any of us could ever have done was going to be poured on Jesus the next day at the cross. And Jesus cried out, Lord, not my will but thine be done if it would be possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done and Geth Calvary was settled at Gethsemane 
Jesus paid the price in a surrendered will. You know when the word of God says he sweat as it were great drops of blood? Some have said, well, that's just a parable. That was just a symbol. He didn't really do that. I believe he did. I believe it was blood that came from his heart that was already wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And the pressure of a whole world of sin was on him. The next day, he went to the cross victorious. He knew at Gethsemane what he would suffer. All things were known by him. What happened at judgment, at Pilate's judgment hall was no surprise to Jesus. He knew it was coming. And in humanity, he pleaded with God, if it could be your will, let this pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And so <clears throat> they arrested the Lord, put him on trial before Caiaphas and then Annas, and then Pilate, and then Herod, and then back to Pilate. And Pilate tried to get out of it. And he said, I find no fault in this man. I will release to you Barabbas. They said, no, be released, release, I will release to you Jesus. They said, no, release Barabbas. And Pilate said, why? What evil hath he done? Release Barabbas, crucified Jesus. And they led him away to be crucified. It was my sins and your sins that put him on the cross that day. The judge was Pilate. He tried to wash his hands. He took a little basin and tried to wash his hands. What was he washing his hands of? His wife had said, don't do anything to this man. He's a just man. I've suffered many things in a dream. His own conscience said, we know that for enmity and, and jealousy, they've delivered Jesus. He has done nothing wrong. He was trying to absolve his own conscience. Sometimes we do that, don't we? And Pilate took some water and washed his hands. He said, I wash my hands of this whole affair. And he delivered Jesus to be crucified. The jury was the mob of Jerusalem. Just a few days before, they had cried, Hosanna to the king, Hosanna in the highest. Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on an animal. It had been prophesied in the Old Testament. That same fickled crowd that cried Hosanna a few days later cried crucify. And so Jesus went to the cross for my sins and yours. But the cross wasn't the only thing. They stripped him. Most of the pictures we see of Jesus, he has a loincloth on. They tell us that the Romans stripped them naked. There the meek son of God, who had never lifted up his soul in vanity nor sworn deceitfully, stripped naked before the mob. They spit on him. They lashed his back. They beat him with a rod. And then they nailed those nails in his hands. And he who had never sinned became the Paschal Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. A few years before when Jesus had walked from Nazareth 
down to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. John interrupted his preaching and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The Jews there knew what that meant. The Lamb of God was a sacrifice. Jesus became that sacrifice. And because he was willing to take our sin debt, we don't have to die for our own sins. Isn't that good? Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. So let's thank him. Let's just praise him. I will praise him. I want to ask Brother Lloyd to find that song. I will praise him. When I saw the crimson fountain. Uh, you know, that's what happened. Jesus died for us. And we need to praise him and thank him for that. Let's close our eyes in prayer just a moment. With our eyes closed in, in prayer. I wonder if there are those of us here tonight who would like to say, Lord, I want to walk closer to you. I don't want to be ashamed of Jesus ever. I'm thankful for what Jesus did on the cross. I love you, Lord. I love you. If you're here and you're not positive, you're saved. You're not sure your name is written in heaven. Remember that Jesus died for you. He was God, the only begotten Son of God. And he came to take my sins and your sins in his own body. He paid the full price. He died, but three days later he was raised from the grave. And we serve a risen Savior. To God be the glory. Thank you, Father, that Jesus is our Savior. Help us to love you more. Forgive us for having cold hearts and chilled spirits. And may we be filled with God's Holy Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, please. What's the name, number of the song? 212. 212. Brother Lloyd, would you come and read the words of the first stanza and then lead us in singing it. If there's anybody here who has been moved to say, I want to praise the Lord and thank Him. God has been so good to me. Maybe you'd like to just come and kneel at the altar and say, thank you, Jesus, while we sing this great hymn.